Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of the Royals Run down the royals rundown podcast see i have to uh these royals are throwing me off so much jared i can't even remember the name of my (laughs) podcast anymore but this is jake milham over there is jared perkins he's the host of the beyond baseball podcast and a prospects live analyst jared how you doing tonight man good jacob always happy to join you i'm really excited to talk about some of the the best performances in april some of the worst performances in april from the royals farm system so ready to go not everything is good down on the farm as the saying goes we have a lot to talk about a lot of great performers a lot of not so great performers um but jared unfortunately we do have to start off with a i'm going to start off with the struggler okay. with one of the biggest disappointments of 2023 so far because a lot of folks really thought he was going to rock it up through the farm system and that is none other than gavin cross Um, we saw him make his debut in columbia he was absolutely a fire he made his spring training debut with the big league club and he is out of this entire slate of prospects the royals have he's really the only consensus top 100 prospect in baseball so a lot is riding on gavin cross for Royals fans looking to the future. And I, you listed him in your notable struggles for the month of April. I wanted to get your thoughts on Gavin Cross. Yeah, I mean, so again, first rounder, you're expecting a lot more out of him right off the bat. But I, well, I, the first thing I always want to say is like, it's the first month of the season, right? It's his first full month in pro ball. I guess he had a little cup of tea in Columbia, but like this is his first time starting off the season right directly in pro ball. Um, so, I mean, that could account for some of the struggles, but the strikeout rates up to 30%. I mean, that was one of the things that um, people during the draft kind of hit on cross was that he had a high strikeout rate. Right. And so he did really cut down on them though in his senior year. And so I think there was some potential and some hope there. Um, he's brought the walk rate up almost nearly to 10%. So you'd like to see him being a little bit more patient. So there's some good signs there in the future. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not a good April. I'm sure Gavin Cross knows it's not a good April and he probably wants to turn it around in May as well. So I, I don't think everybody should jump off the Gavin Cross bandwagon because yeah, again, it's the month of April. We're going to roll into May, see how it goes from there. Um, I'm sure he wants to cut down on the strikeouts. Um, he had a flawed mechanics coming out of the draft. Like not the prettiest swing mechanics that you'd ever see, but an organization that's got drew sailor and Alex Umwalt and all these other guys that are in the hitting performance department. Like that's, that's the guy you think that they can hopefully correct. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I'm, I'm looking at some of his numbers from last year and granted this is in Columbia. He's in high A right now in quad cities and his BABIP has, there's a big difference between what it is right now at 217 and last year, 355. So maybe some of his offensive numbers were a little inflated last year because of luck as well. And also you have to think even when he was, he only played 26 games in Columbia last year. So it's not a huge amount of time in Columbia for the for the fireflies there but even then he was fairly experienced compared to some of these pitchers he was facing you know he was he's facing 18 year olds 19 year olds and he's kind of a a quote-unquote polished college hitter if you will so you know that 18 percent walk rate might have just been from uh, <laughs> from other people's errors yeah. too but you are right he is trending in the right direction but a pretty bad, not slow, a pretty bad start to 2023 has, uh, has hindered his 
numbers so far. So he's trending in the right direction, but still have to talk about his uh, his offensive struggle so far at the plate. Yeah, but, you don't want to see a, a 72 one win wins run recreated plus from your first no. rounder. So and that is yeah, that's a hundred a hundred and two point difference between yeah. now and last year. So that is I was very surprised to see that. Um let's let's try to get back to some of the positive ones here and let's just go down the list here. We're gonna start up in Omaha. Um Samad Taylor absolutely yeah. been on an offensive tear for the Storm Chasers there. A pretty I would call it a pretty good offense up there in Omaha overall. In even there, Samad Taylor stands out. I know a lot of folks were banging the table for him to to break on the opening day roster. And I really think with Michael Massey's struggles, Samad does have a good chance and a good case for coming up to Kansas City in maybe, you know, a couple of months after the all-star break, something like that. But are you do you like what you see from Samad or what are you thinking, man? Yeah, I mean, he's really cut down on the strikeouts and that was one of the big concerns with him that his, a lot of his swings there in the Arizona fall league. When I watched, he was just swinging for the fences. He was trying to hit the ball over the fence and he's brought that K right down to 17 and a half percent. And that's something you want to see from a guy like that. That's got that kind of speed um, power combo, make a little bit more contact, get on base, utilize that speed. And he seems to be doing it this year. Um, and it's quite impressive. I mean, he's second in the team. Um, he's second out of all of the Royals minor leaguers and batting average at sixth in OPS. So, I mean, really great month for him. He showed off a couple homers, drove him 15, uh, stole, I think 11 bags this year, uh, or so far this year. So, I mean, that's what you want to see from a guy and you see the struggles like, um, you mentioned Michael Massey struggling up there. I mean, Nikki Lopez isn't swinging the bat very well. Taylor's a, probably one of the first guys that could get there. And they added, like you said, to the 40 man roster as well. Yeah. So I'm, I wouldn't quite like say, Hey, they have to call him up yet, but I think he does have a good case if they need, Hey, Michael Massey, I think he's a prime candidate to go down in the, in the upcoming future, just to maybe rework some of those mechanics at the plate, if nothing else. And some odd Taylor, you know what? You might as well see what you, uh, what you got in him. He was a part of the return in the Whit Merrifield trade last year with the blue Jays. And if I recall correctly, he was even playing at triple a, for yeah. the Blue Jays. So he's he's not really, I wouldn't call him a green prospect. Like he's been at that level for a while. You know what I mean, Jared? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that, and he's still only 24 years old. So Damn. that's the other thing you got, yeah. got to throw in there too. So, I mean, if he's making these swing adjustments and he's starting to look better, I, it, he's going to get a shot sometime, May, June, hopefully. Hopefully so. Hopefully so. Well, he's sticking up in Omaha. I really like your two picks for pitchers that you want to talk about who had great Aprils, Drew Parrish and Austin Cox. But man, yeah. just looking at Drew Parrish's numbers, that is crazy. Four earned runs over 21 innings pitched. Like that is that is insane. Are, are you pretty impressed with him too? Yeah. I, so Drew Parrish is the guy for like the last few years. He was one of my under the radar guys at one point. Um, I've, I've struggled a little bit with him because there was a lack of strikeout stuff. Um, just cause he's just a lefty who throws low nineties. I can get it up to mid to high if he like really re, uh, revs back, but he's just a guy who's consistently sat, um, in the low nineties has a great curveball. Um, I wish I have, had seen video of him this year. I haven't had a chance to go into his video, but the numbers aren't lying. And especially if you think about the home run numbers that are happening in Omaha and in AAA in general this year. The fact that he's posting a one seven one um ERA, a one point zero zero whip. I mean, yeah. that gives you some hope for him. Um do I believe he's gonna be a mainstay in the rotation in the major leagues in the future? 
Probably not. But I mean, I'd have to see the adjustments he made. Yeah. Unfortunately, I just haven't seen the video yet. Um, but he's a guy, he could stick as a back end. There could be a back end potential there. Yeah. And that was, you know, a couple, wow, it might've just been last week. Now I think about it. I was looking at some of the minor league options that the Royals had to replace Chris Bubich in the rotation and Drew Parrish and Austin Cox both came up, but both of them kind of have the same concern for me right now is we have this, this raid, the zone mentality mm-hmm. in Kansas city and both of their, they both you know, their BB over nine, their walks over nine innings are not good. Parrish is at 4.3. Cox is at 4.9 to close out April. Like those aren't they're I guess they're palatable yeah. if you will, but they're, they're yeah. just not, not ideal at all. I think that's going to hold them both back from making that major league jump. Do you, do you agree? Or do you, am yeah. I overreacting? Yeah. I don't think you're overreacting. I mean, they're both in like the top 10 in walks. I think this year, I think, Cox is number five. And then I think Parrish is just coming in at the other top 10 and eh, the walks aren't going to help you in the big league. No, they might, you, you can find your way out of situations in triple a, a little bit easier when you're facing guys um, who aren't quite as talented as I don't know, the Mike Trouts of baseball. Yeah. So um, <laughs> that is very true. Yeah. You don't want guys on base in front of trout where you're facing, I don't know, somebody else like some odd Taylor for say. <laughs> yeah. That's so, an excellent point. Yeah, I it, it's something that's to definitely monitor. I I probably I'm surprised both of them actually kind of have the strikeout rates there. They aren't super yeah. high, but they had lower. I think Parrish had much lower strikeout rates than he did this year, uh, last mm-hmm. year. That that he that he has just looking over his career. But hey, you know what? He's even with all the walks he's giving up, he's just not letting opposing batters hit him hard or yeah. hit him like at all only 11 hits surrendered in four starts like that's i'll i'll take that i'll yeah. take that any any day of the week there is and i'm, I'm gonna stick with omaha because we, we gotta talk about a, l- a little bit jonathan heasley man mm. his mm. his walks his walks are okay 2.9 bb over nine which is uh i'll i'll take that too but Golly, 31 innings pitched, 31 earned runs so far in six starts for the Storm Chasers. Like, this is just not, this is not uh, good at all. Like, I don't, I've watched him a little bit and I just don't see any of the positives that we were seeing last year. Go ahead. And and yeah, I know. I mean, we were talking about him as a guy who could potentially win a rotation spot this yeah. year going into spring training and the long ball is crushing him. Right. It really He's is. and he, it did when he got to the big leagues too. That was one of his it's biggest true. issues. As soon as he got to the major leagues, it, he doesn't have the stuff to get swing and miss. Um, he just doesn't, I mean, he, ha- he's a good like floor type pitcher, but he's got to hit his spots and like rely on his command. And it's, he's definitely not relying on his command right now in Omaha. If you look at the numbers, and it's, it's hard. It's like a guy you want to root for, like really good dude is really like grinding out there and he's just, the home runs are killing him. Yep. That, that they are. And you know, him and we, we've already beat Jackson Kowar's case to a, yeah. to a pulp. So we're not going to talk about him too much, but and he's in the bullpen now. Kowar. Yeah. Kowar has been relegated to the bullpen. Only one start so far for the storm chasers. Um, and both of them are fourth. Kowar's fourth. Heasley is fifth for ERAs with 
they i mean coar is 9.6 easily yeah. is nine even so it just not good stuff from them in the month of april so far they still have plenty of time to to turn it around so i am hopeful that they will um moving i i would be remiss if i didn't talk about your runner-up option in omaha for the batters <laughs> logan porter i feel like we always look past logan porter and everyone has the same reason for looking past logan porter but you cannot deny the production at the plate man it's because he's 28. No, I'm scared. Yeah. I'm 27. Well, I mean, that's Sorry. one the, my, close enough. I mean, the guy is just hitting a home run. It seems like every at bat. He's fourth in the league in OPS, but he's kind of giving me some Brewer Hicklin vibes mm. only because the strikeout rate's a little bit high. When I okay. say a little bit high, it's near 434%. Um, so, like, that's that's higher than it's actually used. He's been like lower than 20%, I think, in most levels. So, this is the first time I think that he's gotten that high. So the the numbers are there, but it's kind of giving me a little bit of the vibes that Brewer Hicklin did last year. Like Brewer Hicklin went off, but he's had a really high mm-hmm. strikeout rate. That is true. That is true. Here I'm I'm looking at yeah, I mean, Porter, he's usually he's kind of kept the the walks close to his strikeouts in the yeah. past. But yeah, this year so far, 22 strikeouts to seven walks. That is not what you want to see at all. But yeah, he's still got still got an OPS north of a thousand. It is he's getting it done. I still can't. I I like him, and I I watch him play, and I like watching him play things like that. I just cannot see him making that major league jump simply because of the defense. Like where where do you put him? Yeah, and I don't know how well his bat is actually going to translate to Kansas City. I don't I don't think it would. Unfortunately, I think he's a quintessential quadruple a player if you will do you agree he's, yeah he's a guy i would love to see get a trade just get a shot somewhere because like that's at the end of the day like just give him a couple plate appearances set him to a team that's got a room for him that yeah. doesn't have two first basemen's kind of clogging up right now with prado and Vinny pasquantino and just get him out there and let him have some ab's like there's a team out there that the oakland athletics or somebody who could use some <laughs> offense um and give him a shot. And I think he will. I think he will get a shot somewhere, and I hope he does. Fair enough. Fair enough. Hey, speaking of someone who's who's had a shot, your <laughs> top batter down at Northwest Arkansas, the one and only Jorge Bonifacio, man. I, <sighs> there, You are not going to come across very many 30-year-old batters in, in AA, but here he is in the Royals farm system, and he's, you know what, he's taken advantage of his lesser experienced <laughs> competition, unfortunately. I feel like... This is uh I feel like it's a little unfair because he he was a good he was a good prospect. He had the yeah. tools. He just couldn't translate, but man, he's experienced compared to his uh his peers. But I don't know. Do you uh what what do you think he's doing here, man? Like I I can't I can't tell what the plan is. The five doubles and five home runs just blows my mind. Plus two triples that guy's not a guy that I would think leg out triples. And here he no. is now, just an Omaha thirty, just gonna to get a couple on the board. I know, I, right? I don't think Corey Bonaf he he could make his way back to the major leagues with the team. It could be the Royals, but it kind of shows you like Omaha is so stacked that yeah, Jorge Bonifacio and Hyson Guzman, who are veteran minor leaguers, could not even crack the Omaha roster. I know, and that's that is craziness. I was let's see, yeah, I was looking at the average the average age for the Northwest Arkansas batters is actually older than 
the storm chasers <laughs> which is which is crazy it's it's like by a really small margin but still That's you don't wild. You, you don't see that very often in too many uh too many farm systems um yeah not i gotta touch on we already know who Hore is and what he brings um peyton wilson man i want to so i was i was looking over him because of his his speed i mm-hmm. always overlook his speed and him legging out that that triple they did the other night yeah um what what are you seeing from him i haven't really watched a whole lot on him he's gonna guy that i think came out and there was some worried some some concerns about his ability to make contact and he's kept the strikeouts in check this year and he's looked really good doing it um the speed hasn't quite been there i think he only has a couple steals this year i'm gonna have to go back and take a look but i don't think he's been blazing on the base paths he's a guy that's like a very good base runner but he he struggles a bit with getting jumps um so the steals don't quite pile up um but he's a guy who could definitely get double digit steals if he starts working on that a little bit um power numbers haven't been quite there this year but he's not a guy who's gonna probably to hit out 25 plus bombs. He's going to be like more of a 10 to 15 type guy. And that's pretty good. Um, And you love to see that having another middle infield prospect and a team that's already loaded with middle infield prospects. So for sure, he's a guy I like a lot. Yeah. And he's, what is he? He's, Golly. Oh, I thought that said he was 20 years old for a second. I was like, holy <laughs> cow. No, I mean, 23 years old. He's still still a very viable prospect, if you will. A 351 batting average. That'll absolutely play. Yeah. Um, 18 strikeouts to eight walks is not ideal, but that is a OK. Um, and another yet another middle infield guy that, that we're talking about doing great stuff for the Royals. Unfortunately, I wish we had more of those in the uh, in the outfield. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, that'd be nice. We, uh, we beggars can't be choosers at this part. Um, a couple of, a couple of good pitching picks down here. So kudos to you, Jared, Anthony Venet. I can always mess up his name. Are you going to say it? You gonna say it for Veneziano. me? Veneziano. I always, always pronounce the first E wrong. I want to say Veneziano <laughs> for some reason, but Anthony Veneziano, um, and Alec Marsh for your two picks down in Northwest Arkansas, um, I'm, I'm a huge Alec Marsh Homer, man. It's I'm, Alec Marsh. I'm, I'm pretty unabashed by it. Um, uh, but what V's been doing down in Arkansas for the naturals is pretty undeniable. Um, what, what are you seeing from him? I've been quite impressed with him. Um, the fact that he, he's still striking out over 10 per game, which w- he's always been known for his stuff, right? Being able to strike people out, but the big hit on him kind of like Will Klein and all these other kind of high powered arms that they've had that throw 97 plus miles an hour is the walks, but he's averaging a 1.04 walk based on balls per nine. And that's huge for him. If he can maintain that and keep that up, Veneziano all of a sudden increases his floor, I think. Um, and if he's made that change in that progression and he's doing this in double a, uh, that's really impressive. And that's the step that I think everybody's been waiting for him to take. And he's, he seems to have been taking it this year. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. I do. Um, before we talk about Marsh at all, I do have to talk about a couple of pretty disappointing characters down in Arkansas for on the pitching staff. And those are two guys that the Royals received back in trades, uh, Beckway and TJ Sikama, yeah. both, yeah. both guys who I don't think a lot of folks were high on, but like we were expecting some natural progression and, uh, Beckway's 20.57 ERA is not um, natural progression, if you no. will. I mean, are you? I wasn't. I liked Beckway this offseason. I was okay on TJ Sigma 
Um, but I'm not super surprised. I guess I shouldn't say I'm not super surprised with how he's doing. Um, 5.4 ERA, 5.4 walks over nine, but 11.5 strikeouts. So that is uh, not too bad at all. Like, are you are you worried about either one of these? Or are these just going to be flame out arms in your opinion? I don't think Beckway will be a flame out arm. I, for me, I because so I wrote the scouting report on Beckway during for prospects oh, live. Yeah. And the fastball slider combo is absolutely disgusting. I mean, the command though, I, I think I graded it a 40, but it's been looking like a 35 right now. It's been worse than that. Um, but I mean, he can get that fastball up to 99 and he can sit comfortably 93 to 96. And if he can get some kind of command, um, it's got some good, the thing about his fastball, it's got this two seam sinking action to it. And I don't think he knows where it's going. I was watching some of his video this year and he kind of just throws it and it just moves. And I just, he just doesn't, it's one of those fastballs. That's just kind of wild. Yeah. Um, if he can figure out the movement and the control of it, I mean, he's got the, I don't think he'll make it as a starter, but I think he has the opportunity to buy a high end reliever. Okay. Yeah. And just, we were talking about another pitcher earlier on who's getting killed by the long ball. Beck way is like the epitome of that. Yeah. Almost four home runs over nine innings allowed. Like that is uh, whew, that is not what you want to see one bit at all. Well, Hey, let's go ahead and uh, let's get back to some of the good vibes with probably one of the, I wouldn't call him a big surprise, but one of the better stories out of the Royals prospects so far, Caden Wallace, man, is absolutely doing work for quad cities right now. Nearly a thousand OPS, uh, three home runs, 21 RBIs, and he's almost one for one on walks and strikeouts. What what do you think about him so far? I mean, he's looking real good. Uh, He's got a 170 WRC plus that. I think kind of offsets everybody's concerns about Gavin cross. Cause like, if you get a guy mm. like Caden Wallace in the comp round um, and he's just doing that right now, it's, it's impressive. I liked him yeah. a lot coming out of the draft. I thought that he was a little bit underrated. Um, and it's from what I've read, I think like Preston Farr has been tweeting out a lot about his defense. It's probably oh, yeah. Like, yeah. It's been really good at third base. And that was kind of what some of one of his weaknesses, he was kind of more of an average fielder, but apparently he's been looking real good. Um, but that plus arm is insane. So it that's is. always been his kind of carrying thing. And so. we've, um, it, it got him in trouble earlier on this season while I was watching quad cities. Um, he was, he was relying on it a little bit too much, especially moving to his right and yeah. charging directly in on a ball. Um, he, he caused a couple of errors that way, but Man, the last couple of weeks, he's been making a lot of things look really easy there at the hot corner. And that is, no matter what level you're at, a, a good glove is going to translate, I, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, it's Sometimes it can be harder for a bat to translate, but a good glove is going to play at any level of baseball, in in my opinion. So that's been that's been very impressive. And I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I know him as a name, yeah. but I don't know a whole lot about Rivertown. Honestly, can, <laughs> you, can you tell me a little bit more about him? Rivertown's an interesting prospect. I think he's pretty good. Um, he's probably a profile more of like a fourth or fifth outfielder. I don't think he even made our top 30 uh, prospects for prospects live. He's kind of a fringe guy, um, but like pretty good, decent profile, a lot of speed, some pop, um, just nothing like, 
super exciting. That kind of jumps off the board on me. Um, but he's a fun guy to watch. He's just a grinder and he goes out there and plays hard. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Um, moving on to a couple of, so I, I know you have Mason Barnett as your top choice for pitcher, but I do have to talk about Noah Cameron because I think Noah Cameron is taking a lot of folks by surprise. And we're really underestimating the fact that this guy had the lost COVID year and then yeah. he lost another season to Tommy Johns. And now we're just kind of seeing him fully stretched out and good to go. Um, what have you, what have you liked from him so far? Is, is he in the top 30? Prospect list for Prospects Live. Yeah, he comes in. I think they had a re-ranking, so I don't know where. I think he jumped up. He was originally at 21 or 22. Okay. Um, but I think he's jumped up in the top 20. And I have to go look in there. I haven't seen the – well, I saw the updated list, but it's been a while since I looked at it. But I think gotcha. he's now up in the top 20. Um, he's just like – he's interesting because the changeup is absolutely disgusting. Um, the it, fastball it is. is like average. It's about 91 to 93. I don't know if he's had any uptick in velo. I should probably check like Preston's Twitter or something to see if that's <laughs> it. Um, but he was more of like a 91 to 93. I think he'd bump it up to like 94. Um, mm. But he – He's been able to get a ton of swing and miss this year. I think he's six on the list in terms of K per nine. Um, the walks again, he keeps them in check. So he's, he's got great command of the zone. Yeah. He's coming in at a 40.8% strikeout rate, which is pretty good. And so, so, I mean, he's just a guy that it, it's just fun to watch. Um, and I, yeah. he's a guy that keeps rising and I think he's going to keep pushing the needle um, into getting the top 15 Royals prospects at, health has been the big thing. I know he was hurt a couple of times last year. Mm -hmm. Um, so innings, I think is just going to be key for him. That it is, that it is, but he's been, he's been tracking good so far. There hasn't, yeah. you know, sometimes some of these guys you'll, you'll hear about, you know, okay, we got to give them some rest days, things like that. Um, but no, he's been looking good and even, sorry, I'm going to focus on Cameron a little bit here. Cause I really like him. Yeah. Um, even last year, I felt like his numbers were better than expected because his FIP, his mm -hmm. fielder independent pitching was 1.77, which is absolutely yeah, crazy. Um, even, even for his level right now, it's 3.2, which is more average, which is okay. But even his X FIP is 1.73 this year so far. So yeah. he is, he is really dealing in my opinion. And I think that, you know, if the Royals want to move on from some of these double a arms and, you know, they, they've been, they've been thinning the herd a little bit as the season's been going on. So I think we would have to keep an eye on Cameron, get promoted sometime this year. Um, I'm going to go ahead and stick with stick with pitchers because that's the big, that's the big ticket item right now. Frank yeah. Mazzucato after a very meh debut season last year, he's been Oh my gosh. Like yeah. the, the curveball has been crazy. The fastball has been under control and really good. He he looks like some he looks like a top ten overall selection. Don't you agree, Jared? Yeah, I think so. I think the only concern I have for him is that his walk rate's almost it's like got about almost six per nine. Um and yeah. so that's yeah, one thing he's gonna want to get down if he gets into high A, but he the stuff is good. The curveball is better than advertised when it was coming out. I mean, it was advertised high coming out of the draft, but it looks even <laughs> better than better. that. Um, any upticks in velo that he gets as he starts to grow and get bigger. I mean, he's just, he's got the makings like the Royals kind of 
people looked at him weird for underslotting him there, but they wanted to get Kudrina and Jensen signed. Mm -hmm. So they took him and he's been perform outperforming probably the other two. So, I mean, yeah, you have to be happy with Mazzucato. For sure. And let's, you know, but while we're here, we got to talk about Kudrin a little bit because he is, uh, he's been, I, I don't want to label him a disappointment, but his performance so far has been, has been disappointing for lack of better terms. Um, what, yeah. what are you seeing? What are you seeing from him? I mean, he was kind of a, a top five prospect, surprisingly in many systems, but he is just not looking the part so far. Yeah. I think it's been the walks command. I think the command's been a little okay. bit worse than expected. Um, they, he, I was looking at, I think he piggybacked Moscato in the first game, right? I think he went yes, three innings after Moscato pitch. So yep. he might not be used to coming out of the bullpen. And that could have been a reason for a lot of the five earned runs he gave up. Then um, his last outing, he looked great. He went five innings, five hits, two walks, four strikeouts, um, no runs. So, I mean, that's, so a significant improvement between he gave up four plus in his last three starts before that. So, um, yeah, I think command is going to be an issue. I think he's leaving a little bit too much over the plate, um, which is leading him to get hit hard. He's only, he's only given up one home run. So he's at least limiting the long ball, but they're not being fooled by his stuff right now. No, not, not at all. Not at all. So there is, and all the listeners out there still, still listening. We do want to, preface all this with this this is just april yeah <laughs> okay we're, we're not we're not saying that these guys are doomed or that they're the second coming of george brett either way this, this is just april and we just got to track how these how these prospects are doing jared and yeah. you know what i will and this is the plug for for base beyond baseball excuse me <laughs> because you know better than most podcasters and writers how much the human aspect of the game affects the on-field product and you know some of these guys maybe they're just getting back into the swing of professional baseball maybe something's going on i i don't want to label any of these guys as you know fail failures yet you know what i mean yeah i mean and, and if they had a delayed start to spring training or anything like that those all could play a factor um, we don't know exactly what all of their ramp up performances were during spring training, how many innings they got those kind of things. So I think that's thing, something worth monitoring. It's a long season. It's only April, a uh, whole entire may, like Kudrina could have four stars. He just goes out there and throws up zeros for four stars. So you exactly. just don't know. It's too early to like make judgments on these guys. We can cite all their strikeout rates and their walk rates, and, <laughs> but in a 30 plate appearance sample or a hundred plate appearance sample, I mean, something it's, it's a 30 game sample, hundred plate appearance sample. It's hard to really make a judgment. That is true. That is true. Hey, before, uh, before we get out of here, Jared, are there, I know I had to skip over some of the guys. Are there any save rounds? Are there any other prospects that our listeners should be uh, keeping an eye on? I'd say Steven Zoback. True. <laughs> yeah. That, I'll, I'll see that strikeout over nine, man. It's like, what, what was the case? Yeah. 69.2% strikeout rate. Yeah. Craziness. 3.8% walk rate. He's coming out of the pen right now, but he's throwing multiple innings. I think the first thing mm -hmm. anytime he went out there was two. And then the last two has been three innings. Yep. And I mean, it's absolute dominance. Like it that, is. I don't care if that's a small sample size. That's very hard to do what he just yes. did in over eight innings. I mean, to have close to striking out 70% of your batters. That's insane. That 0. needs to be 2, looked at 0. 0.25 whip. 
yeah over it, over eight innings is crazy yeah i'd say him and christian chamberlain i think those are the two guys mm. really chamberlain like kind of broke out in the fall league when he dominated out of the pen and i think it was a all-star game of the playoffs um yeah he's back to striking out a bunch of guys yeah, they're both they're both looking really good as uh, as bullpen arms, and I will yeah. I will say one guy that I would be more high on if he wasn't uh, injured right now is Jonathan Bolin. Uh, he, yeah, he is laid up. He was he wasn't looking dominant, but he was looking good outside of that uh, ugly ERA. So I mean, I'm I'm hoping he comes back sooner rather than later. But man, you just you just don't want to see that from Bolin, who's already. I forget. He's already 26, man. Like he is. He's, he's getting 28. Up there for, is he really? Yeah. I no thought way. He was 27, 28 no at way. this point. Maybe I'm no, wrong. He's, he's 26. Whew. Man. Oh. But still. He's turning 27. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah like, he's getting close. He's like 11 days from 27. No, wait. 100 days. Sorry. I looked at that wrong. <laughs> it's all good. Well, Hey Jared, before we go off on a ramble about, uh, the different age gaps and, uh, Jorge Bonifacio <laughs> and Columbia batters. Thank you so much for joining us. What is, where can folks find your work? Yeah. So you can find any of my, uh, report writing on the Patreon and prospects live. We have a whole top 30 for the Kansas city Royals. Um, and then I do beyond baseball, the podcast on the prospects live YouTube, Twitter, uh, and you can find me at Twitter on at Jared CP one. All right. Hey, thank you so much, Jared, for coming on. Thank you everyone out there for listening. And until next time, go Royals.